another episode hitting your ear holes. Ew. I know. <laughs> but it anyway, I'm just gonna roll on from the holes that we're hitting. Oh. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Why do I do that? I don't know. I think we should leave it in though. No, no, no. Yeah. Hi everybody. <laughs> don't pretend we're cutting that out because we're not. We're gonna we leave do. that in, Maddie. We're leaving it in. No. So welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritually. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. <laughs> One day I will get it. Maybe by the end of the first season. Maybe. We'll you'll be there. there. <laughs> we'll probably change it for next season just to um, make Tracy flow. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think I you like can stumble it. the start of this because, like, the rest of the podcast is over to you. So Aww. if you stumble over the words at the start, it makes me feel better. <laughs> Get the fuckery out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've had some lovely feedback about our um, psychic series that you've done. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of questions about the lesser known um, psychic abilities just yep. to ask you at the start of the episode. Sure. Because I've heard of one, you've told me about one actually called Claire Gustin, mm-hmm. and that's all about tasting things. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it works for you, but can you describe <laughs> it for me? Yeah, so it's just like all of a sudden the taste comes into your mouth. Like I could just taste peanut butter and I didn't eat peanut butter, but it's usually what the other person has just eaten. Or when a spirit comes through for mediumship, um, like for example, uh, I was doing a huge family medium circle one day. There was about 20 people in the room and I was connecting one lady to her father who was in spirit who I had no no knowledge of uh, and Lots of things were coming through that were validating that it was him. But then all of a sudden I got this really, um, and I know what it tastes like because of my um, personal uh, medical Mm -hmm. stuff, Um, but I could taste like money, dirty metal money in my mouth. It was very metallic, but it wasn't metallic, metallic. It had this money like taste to it. That sounds so weird. Does it? Yeah. Well, he died of iron poisoning. Oh, right. And so for me, I knew what it tasted like because I have had to drink liquid iron before. And I know I was very familiar, but at the same time, it's like, why is this spirit getting me to drink iron? Like what's going on? And she said, well, that's how he died of iron poisoning. Wow, of iron poisoning. Yeah, his iron was far too high. Oh. We know someone like that. Because it was supplemental or that was his thing? Natural, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, um... Yeah, so, so it's oh. just that all of a sudden it's like you've just drunk something yeah. or eaten something yeah. and just like you can taste things, it just comes in as if I've eaten it or drunk it. Yeah, so it's another way for the spirits to convey that message of maybe a validation that someone else can. For sure. Yeah, um, or if they really like spaghetti bolognese, they might say. Absolutely. Yeah. So I connected um, there where we live. Um, there was a very um, public... Uh, death of a young boy a few years ago Uh, and I had the privilege of working with his sister. Wow. And he actually came through and I could taste sour gummy worms. Right. And it was like, you know, when you're like, that's sour, like, oh, sour. And like I wasn't eating anything sour but my mouth went as if I had a whole bag of sour gummy worms in my mouth. Oh, my goodness. And so, like, yeah. And you're like, what is that about? about? And she's just like, they were his favourite. Wow. So they can absolutely validate and use taste 
mm-hmm. uh, to validate so many things that are so specific. Like uh, lemon meringue pie has been one that is actually quite a common one. Really? Uh, alcohol. Um, what else? Chocolate. Nut, peanut butter is a big one. Uh, meat because sometimes I don't eat meat. So yeah. sometimes I, I taste the smell of meat. Like it tastes like what meat smells like to me. Right. Um, but I'm pretty sure that my olfactants, my clear olfactants is working there as well. Yeah. Because they work almost simultaneously hand in hand. Because you sometimes, like if you can't taste, you have trouble smelling. If you can't smell, you have trouble tasting. Yeah, totally related. Yeah. I love that you said it was a privilege to have that um, reading from the oh, little boy. It's a privilege to have it, it with anybody. Is. It's an honour and a privilege it to is. be in that situation. It doesn't matter whether it's someone that, was a public yeah. experience or yeah. a private, like it, it's always a privilege. Yeah. And these people that see you were usually, you know, in a vulnerable state enough to be open and wanting something and needing desperate. maybe closure. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of them are quite desperate. Some and of them are. A lot of them are quite desperate and vulnerable. And yeah. it's, um, it's something that um, I very often very often we'll say in a session, like, thank you so much yeah, for allowing me to do this for you yeah. and to connect you and your loved one together because, like, who gave me that right? You so know? beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it definitely is. Um, something that every time it happens, and it happens a lot, Yeah, <laughs> but every time it happens, it's still like the first time I've ever done it. Yeah. That's and so beautiful. I kind of go to bed at night and just lay there awake just thinking, wow, like yeah. what, thank you. what a freaking amazing gift yeah. that I've been given to yeah. be able to be put in that position where the most vulnerable people ever uh, trust me yeah, and put their faith in me to do what I do. And I don't know how or why, but spirit just keeps doing it for me and me for them. And I, I, I yeah, yeah, you're doing it too. Kudos to you because you're putting yourself out there. It's not always easy, but you're showing up and then they show up. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. It's how it works. It's definitely not easy because yeah. like we, you were just saying, you know, or like we were just saying about how they are some of the most vulnerable humans. Yeah. Um, well, they're hurting they usually. They're vulnerable. Yeah. And so a lot of, I don't get it at all really anymore, but when I do get it, um, any kind of hate or backlash or anything oh, like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is... Well, it's around. It is. Let's not be but it usually doesn't yeah. touch me. It usually mm. isn't something that comes across my energy at all. You've moved but, past it. Yeah, because it did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when it does, it's usually about the same thing and it's usually someone saying you're just preying on people's vulnerability. Um, oh, wow. I know. And that, again, like it doesn't bother me when that happens because I know I'm not. I know it's, n- yes. it's not the truth. Um, and that's okay. They don't know you. Yeah, they don't. Mm. Uh, and why are you following my page? Yeah. Why are you taking the time to read and post if that's how you feel? They're like, angry about something. They are. Sounds. They are, for sure. But that just shows me how uh, hurting they are. Yeah, it's just um, pain, right? Yeah. And so yeah. then I just, every time I get something like that, which, like I said, is rare, but every time I get something like that, I will just immediately pray for their highest good yeah it's my first it's my go-to I'll just pray for the highest good for them in terms of whatever it is that they need yeah they don't necessarily need to suddenly believing in what I do yeah and how this is and how it is because it's the truth it's the reality it's just it's it's there it's real yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they don't need that, but I just um, pray that they find some kind of freedom or release from whatever it is that um, compelled them to want to yeah. write something some like that. Some sort of support for their yeah. own well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also to rewind back to after you talked about Claire Gustin's, you talked about Claire Olfactance, which uh-huh. we didn't cover either because it's hard to cover a whole episode on smells, but I liked <laughs> I could because it's my favourite. Oh, it's your favourite. Well, do go on. Yeah, Claire Olfactance <laughs> is my favourite because it's one of those ones that um, it's a very strong one for me, very, mm-hmm. very strong. And I can be, like most people, I can be transported straight yes. back. Yeah. Uh, and so when spirit uses smells, uh, it happens the exact same way. Wow. Uh, and I just get transported straight back to memories that they've got. To and their then memories. Their memories. Wow. And memories that the human in front of me would be aware of to be able to validate. And being able to tell the story of what I'm experiencing, it's like living other people's lives. Yeah, well, you're seeing them and feeling them. and But, yeah, you know how, like, when you smell something, it brings back memories, but mm-hmm. you get the feeling attached to it. Oh, it takes you right back. Yeah, yeah. like you feel either really happy or sad yeah. or just comforted or whatever it is. It's so amazing that a smell has that power. Oh, it's incredible. And it's it my favourite of all the abilities. memory. Like, you would never think about that memory or even remember it unless yeah. you smelt that mm. yeah and so I love because I've been doing this forever um and because I do it all day every day yeah it's cl- the the clear olfactants when and it's used pretty much in every reading if I'm being honest but um when I when it's the strongest that spirit's using and they're quite specific with it I love it when that happens because I get to really story tell inside the vision and interpret it and live it and convey it and I feel like that's mastering that craft that I can go deeper with because I really want the, the human in front of me to experience their loved one like you are exactly yeah and so it's up to me to to do that and be be that that. yeah yeah and I had um so there's a family that I read for often enough um and they lost their dad um a little while ago and um I met with the mum and one of the daughters like the wife and one of the daughters uh the other night nice uh and um some really amazing things have been happening in their family and we went for a long time. We had a really big session and I cried. And, and as a professional, I don't I don't like to do that because I need to hold space. But sometimes the connection is just cursing through me that it just comes out and I can't not. And it just needs to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I always feel so terrible that I've let the team down kind of thing. But no one, the humans never think that I have. It's but interesting it's that that's how you perceive it. Is it? Mm-hmm. I just think that I'm the one here, like holding this meeting, you know, like I'm the one in control and holding space. I need to make sure that I'm in check. But it doesn't mean like just the fact that you're crying, that's like, it's a release. It doesn't mean you I can't know. hold space and cry. I know, but I'm worried just... that's how they would perceive it. Well, it's more that they're, the people that are in front of me are vulnerable and they're grieving. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for them to see other people grieve, mm. the loss of their person, and I don't know their person, mm. it's a bit rich. But you're just, you're a direct, like you're the medium, you're the Hmm. channel between the one to two and you're also a human. So of course you're going to have these reactions. It doesn't mean that you're not. I know, but 
when I cry, my vibration drops. Mm. And I very, very, very become aware of Tracy. Right. I become very aware of Because it is such a me. human. It yep. is. And yep. I get very introverted. Like yep. I'm quite an introverted person. Yeah. And I get very kind of um, – I get very in my mind, like there's these two people sitting in front of me and they're... Yeah, that awareness happens and you see yourself rather than just acting on that. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah, and so I have to pull it together to raise it, to get that connection to keep going. But by the end of their session, they just said, it's just incredible. The mum said, it's just incredible, you know, because you even take on his behaviours and his movements and his mannerisms, like you look like him. And it's like, really? (laughs) And I know a lot of people say that, mm. but it's just kind of I have no awareness of that mm. happening and I don't, I just go with what that person's doing. I just let them do whatever they need to do with my body and, you know, I find myself doing things that I wouldn't normally do yeah. but I, can't, I don't stop it because I'm sort of yeah. out of the body of it, out of the consciousness of it. You've allowed it to happen yeah. so then you check out. Yeah, and yeah. so Stacey Tracy's doing all of that and Tracy's sort of sitting on the outside just kind of um, unconscious. Yeah. It's just like we put Tracy to sleep and this is all the stuff that's happening. You just step out of the way. Yeah. Mm. Um, but. But then you become aware when you have, when you have a little cry or something yeah, like that. Yeah, when something brings my energy back down. Yeah. But then you can flick it back again. Yeah, See, I can. if I was your client, I, I would, yeah, true. But I would find it endearing to know. Like, I mean, obviously, like, to see the human side of you, even doing what you're doing, for me that would be endearing and that's more of an honouring and respecting this transmission that's happening without being completely unaffected by it. It's a beautiful thing. Well, yeah, I'm sure it is and I agree and I think that if the situation was reversed that I would say the exact same thing. However, people just... people that are grieving are so unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they're hurting, if they're angry, if they're, you know, resentful, if they've got something that's undone or if if they've got some sort of um, something that they can't reconcile within them, I do not want to be something that makes that worse for them. And I'm so, so careful and cautious and conscious of making sure that when someone comes in here to connect with their loved one in spirit, whether they lost them 20 years ago or two weeks ago, I don't want to be another reason for them to suffer. I want to be a reason for them to leave here, just feel like they're going to feel like they've been put through the ringer and most of the time they do. But I want them to leave here feeling like, first of all, that they were safe Second of all, that they actually did have a connection and that they don't doubt it because I've yeah. given them the I've given them enough for them to just know. Yeah. Um, and thirdly, that when they leave, that they would be happy to say to someone, "I went to this medium and she made me feel better," or the the experience made helped me heal, or the experience yeah, you're a healer. the experience mm. lightened my suffering, or, or some sort of effect of that. Yeah. But they're my three main sort of. Ad- objectives when as you know as a professional yeah and so um you know like we go you go and see a therapist and they don't sit there and start talking about their personal shit no No. and so and you wouldn't expect a therapist to hear all about your your um abuse or your trauma and just to start crying you know and there are a lot of people who sit in this chair that you're sitting in right now and they see me as a therapist and I know I'm not and that's not on me but I care 
about the people sitting in front of me, even if I never see them again or I've never seen them before. Which I a therapist care. might not be able to say. They sure. may or may not. Exactly. But that's different. the... Yeah, but that's also the kind of the blurry lines in my industry. Yes. Like on my website, yeah, if you go on there, it says for entertainment purposes only, mm-hmm. which I find one of the most insulting things I've ever had to do to write wow. that on there. You've had to do that? Yeah, by Why? law. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we know it's not. It's the yeah. same. Like if you actually go on to any um, self-education, you'll find that in their contract too, like in their terms and conditions. Yeah. Because we can't be held responsible. No. Okay. Yeah. So it's a yeah. litigious sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Mm. And so I find that um, because it is the most realist thing yeah. ever. Especially and it's like for, for entertainment yeah. purposes. Really? Because mm. I do not find what I do entertaining one iota. I take it so seriously. It is my livelihood, but it is who I am. Like yeah. it's... I can only do what I do because of who I am, not because I've really learnt it. Like I've developed it, yeah, for sure. And I've learned extra things. Yeah, you've developed it. Yeah. Like anyone would a skill. Correct. Yeah. It's like just saying, um, you know how like circuses are filled with freak show side acts kind of thing? (laughs) It's like because I was born a midget, I get to be in a circus. Yeah. Like for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, no. You know, like it's just kind of this is my superpower. And fortune tellers are in circuses all the time. Yes, you're quite right. They're yeah. in the sideshow alley. Yeah, still. Yeah. They're in that category. I'm joking. Yeah. I say that rolling my eyes. <laughs> sideshow. I ain't no sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> like, <that's> baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> I love how that's the thing that you um, <laughs> took away. Well, that's what you were doing. That's what you were talking about with the I was picturing alley. the side alley and the little curtains and the crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's not on the main stage, is it? It's tucked around the back. Yeah. I'm like, not this one. Not, no one puts Tracy <laughs> in a corner. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but you are sitting in a corner. Just so I am. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. In a little room. <laughs> All right. Next. Sorry. <laughs> she's I'm not sorry. Me. I'm not she, sorry. She's got me and no. I can't get out. So we're going to go next. Next. <laughs> no comebacks. Well, I, I did. Thank you very much. And I know everyone listening now knows that I poke fun at you and you kill me off in every episode so I think it's fair game for all our listeners as I'll well. I'll tell you a little secret guys when Alaska's uh, Alaska why did I just call you Alaska? I don't know did you? When Laura has had even like just a sip of wine which oh, she has I have had she a sip. gets very very attacky. Do I? You do. Oh maybe it's just the wine. <laughs> attacky. It's like truth I can't even argue because I just <laughs> you know get a it. little bit mean. <laughs> you do. I'm not proud of it. It's cute though. Oh, <laughs> don't give me any more. <laughs> uh, I was just about to say, you might, turns out Lara is psychic. I was just about to say, we just know how much to give you <laughs> before yeah. we're like, we don't really want to know the truth after no. this. Like this is enough truth for us right now. We really don't need to be unleashed. Dial it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can do that easily. You can just titrate my alcohol consumption uh-huh. from like half a glass to a, a shot glass. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I it. need. <laughs> Done. It's quite effective. Lightweight. <laughs> I know. Cheap drunk. Always. Mm-hmm. There's too many times that I've just overdone that. <laughs> I'm not proud. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> back to picking on uh, you. We like talking about you. <laughs> do we? Yeah, we do. It's not what we're here for. Mm. 
But I do want to say thank you for talking about those two lesser known, well, not ne- not lesser known Claire's, but just lesser talked about maybe. They're lesser known. And I totally love what you said about um, the olfactants because it's so true. The power of a scent can really um, transport you to somewhere else. And it reminded me of a, it was like a, a song slash poem I wrote ages ago you all about it. that. Yeah, and Matt um, made it into a song. So. Oh. I don't know that I'll share it publicly, but I'll definitely have to uh, show you the lyrics. Let's vote. I'm no. doing a vote. I'm doing a poll. <laughs> well, Look out for it on socials. It's going to be a poll. We'll have to. Matt can record it if he feels like it. <laughs> or I'll just share the words. But, yeah, it's cool. Anyway, I don't know where that mm. came from, but it's there now. Treat serum. So, That's where it came from. Probs. Probs. <laughs> Dead set. Listen to her. Seriously, like three sips of wine and she's done. I know. Anyway, um, we were going to get into the content of this week's episode, Tracy. Like a masterclass in Laura and Laura controlling the interview. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. Yeah. Anyway, back into lessons I've learnt from spirit. Mm -hmm. Is it from spirit or just lessons in general that you've learnt along the way? Both. Okay. Both. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely provoked by spirit. Ooh, good word. Mm. So that's chunky. Let's take a big bite. Mm. What's your number one lesson? That the minute that you sidetrack off the truth that comes from your heart, you're fucked. Your heart truth. Your heart truth. Um, That's a big one. So I get to see people's path of their highest good. And when I say that, what I mean is, and I didn't know that that's what I was seeing until I started working professionally. I've always been able to see it. But I just didn't know that's what it was until it kept happening, obviously, in concentrated numbers And there was a lot more opportunity to see these patterns. Mm. And when spirit, the more you work with spirit uh, and communicate with, with passing messages through, the quicker you get at it, obviously. But the, I guess, uh, the less they uh, try and explain because, uh, you just know thing. It's just like learning a language. It's like if you were to learn French or German and you'd learn the language, but then when you go over there, you'll learn all the filler words and the slang and yeah. the, you know, the, the life behind it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of like where I'm at. Like I understand all of that and that's how they speak to me. It's like we just live in the same place where we speak the same language. Yeah. And so this path of the highest good basically just shows me I haven't, it's a vibration. So I have this vibration that resonates with certain potentials relating to the client's future and the client's specifically uniquely. So each highest good is different because not everyone's supposed to be a nurse or of a course. doctor or a yep. psychic medium. So what I see is this energy of vibration that it's kind of like where is that vibration sitting? Is it sitting really low, which sort of tells me that they've not reached their potential in that. Gotcha. And then what I see is there – this is interesting too though because what I used to just – 
I used to focus more on the future that I could see for you. Then I would look at the highest good. Oh, right. And then I got more confident with being able to... Which are not the same. No. And then I got more confident being able to talk about this side, which is when I stopped doing psychic readings about the future, unless you want to know this stuff. Which not everyone wants to, no. is prepared for. Correct, which yep. is why I don't read for those people and they can go to another psychic and I'm totally fine with that. Because that's too hard for you to get someone ready unless they're ready. Yeah, it's yep. not, it's not, it, yeah, it's not up to me to no, do that. No, that's right. They've got to be ready. You've got to be yeah. ready to hear it. Got and I'm you. okay with, you yeah. know, like when I made that decision to to switch it around and go by highest good and saying, hey, this is where you are. This is what is available to you in your potential for your unique potential. Yeah. Do Are you happy with the quality of your life and the way that it's going? Because if it keeps going, I can tell you where it's going and I can tell you how you how it's going to hurt. I can tell you where it's going to hurt. I can tell you all those things that any other psychic could tell you. Yeah. But I don't enjoy telling you that because I can see what is available to you and I want the best for you even if you're a complete stranger because I want the best for everyone because if you get the best – Everyone gets the best. I get the best. The consciousness gets the best. And it's about the bigger picture because we're all one. So if I can be responsible in my little niche to be able to wake people up to their potential and give them as much tools as I can to get back onto that highest good and then teach them and give them the support and the guidance to follow their path of the highest good, whatever that looks like for them, yeah, just spiritually or human. Alignment. Yep. Correct. If I can get them onto that path and then just be that sort of like tag that every now and then they come back and they're just like, hey, like just wanted to send you an email and let you know that since I've made these changes, life has just catapulted me and I've never been happier. And I get those emails all the time. Yay. And yeah. And that's what makes it worthwhile because there are more people out there who are ready. Yes. And there's just not enough people doing what I'm doing to give them what they need to not make it scary or yes. overwhelming or yeah. to just make it bring some clarity into it. Yeah. So this what I know is that um, we all have a highest good that starts from before we're even conceived. It starts when when our spirit decides that it's going to well, when our spirit decides it's going to come down. So when our soul decides it's going to have another incarnation. Right. And so the minute that you uh, your ego kicks in at about four is when we have the kind of um, the beginning of either starting to veer off course of that highest good or from stay four. on course. Yeah, <laughs> From four we can yeah. veer. And this is what the book's about. Oh, right. This oh. is pretty much the book in a nutshell. I wanted to talk about the book at the end of the episode. Okay, we can do that. But, <laughs> but this is since you brought about. it up, I'm just so proud of you and oh, I'm just so happy you. for you and it's like really, really real now. So real. <laughs> and so that's what I wanted to say at the end because I didn't say it at the start. Oh, thank but, you. But I'll say it again at the end because <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I couldn't have done it without your support, that's for sure. Oh, oh, oh I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's <laughs> no, definitely honestly. not true. No, it is. Oh, it is. Mm. Um, because you've definitely been that um, that support when I've needed you along the way, and you have that sounding board, that voice of reason, that voice that I know that when I come to you, that I'm got not. You're not going to tell me what you know I want to hear. You're going to tell me what I need to hear, and I don't let people do that. Mm. Um, and I let. Not let, but I love it when you do do that for me because I know that you're doing it from love. Yeah. And 
that's very special to me. So I know I couldn't have done this book without you along the way. Oh, that's very sweet. Mm. Mm. Um, so. Thank you. <laughs> do you want to cheers? <laughs> no, because you've cut me off. <laughs> We're doing not November. We're doing no, no wine. No wine ever. <laughs> <laughs> no wine ever November. Um, that's funny. Uh, so that's one of the things that I've learned yep. is yep. basically that we have this path that is, I guess you could call it our destiny. Ooh. And not you, our fate. <gasps> well, your fate is uh, the end and our destiny is the end too. But destiny is more um, the the potential within your fate. So we can talk about point A to point B. So if point A is today and point B is this day next year, how you experience point B and how you get to point B is up to your destiny. Got But your fate is point B. Yeah. Okay. That's a great explanation because I often hear those terms and and often I've probably used them interchangeably like in my own mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's cool. I love how you've just described that. So destiny is like the depth and yep. the potential and the the opportunity for expansion that you have that you know it's magical it's, yeah, it's universal correct yeah. uh, but your fate is going to happen no matter what it is fated correct oh, but so your destiny cool. might be to be the most powerful ruler on the face of the earth for climate change you know, the leader of climate change and the person who is the saviour or whatever, just yep. doesn't need to be dramatic, yep. Um, yep. that might be your destiny mm-hmm. um, and you might be fated to die at whatever age and you might be fated to um, come up with the the technology or the the information and yep. the, the awareness that's needed for the climate change. For the change, yeah. Correct, but yep. how you do that. Is your destiny. Yeah. Wow. So that's one thing that I've learnt. Yeah. And that's probably the one that's changed my life the most because when... it will change everyone's life the most. It will. Yep. And that's what I'm hoping the book does. Yep. Um, Well, I hope that it at least wakes people up to this concept. Of the highest good. Yeah. Everyone's going, a water, a water. (laughs) Yeah, but a lot of people talk about it in this space. A lot of people talk about it. Yep. Except... I've tried to talk about it in this book with in ways and in language like this podcast, which is what most people say about this podcast is that you take the things that are usually so complex and so overwhelming and so mumbled and wooey and you turn it into information that we can actually understand and digest. And that's what I've done in the book. I've basically just cut out all of the wooey stuff. Crap. Yep. And I've just gone, this is it. This is what I know to be true after living life for 40 years nearly, going through my own shit show, um, being on my own path of least resistance, which is the path not of the highest good, um, and the and getting myself back onto the path of the highest good. And I did that all by myself. And so I feel extremely qualified to be able to do that for people and that's what I have been doing for the last four years. So now it's time to just go, well, shit, people can't always come and see me here and yeah. can't always have a, a meeting with me and maybe can't afford it, but pretty sure everyone can get access to this book wherever they are all over the world and 
hopefully they'll have that moment if they're ready to hear it or read it then then it'll make its way to them and that's it's just kind of like me sprinkling my little stardust around everywhere hopefully just making its way into someone's hands and hopefully it just can do something to draw people like each person that reads it I just hope that they just have at least have a look at that path of their highest good at least if if that's at least for now then at least there's that awareness it's like turning the light on and seeing what's in a room and turning it off you can't unsee it yeah just widening one's eyes to a larger perspective perhaps yes and then within the book you know obviously the deeper that you're ready to go there is options to do that and you can have a complete transformation by the end if you if you commit to it and you're ready if you're really ready that book will do it for you but I know that I've read countless books very similar in terms of what their what their objective is in terms of getting people to heal or to awaken or to educate or whatever it may be and some of them I skip over and yeah. some of them it's just like I get certain nuggets from but I keep those books and I go back to them years later and go wow like I remember reading this somewhere and now I'm actually ready to absorb that information and digest it yeah do you reread books absolutely I, all I the time. used to do it a lot and maybe it's just since becoming a mum I have less time to yeah. read but yeah I definitely have old favorites that I go to and- yeah and it is every time you reread, there's something slightly different because about it. You're in a different place. You're a different person, yeah, a different absolutely. version of you. Hopefully, by the time you read yeah, it, hopefully, yeah, it's so true. We're meant to change. Yeah, I love it when people are like you've changed so much. I'm like, thank I you. Fucking hope so. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. You go, thank you, and I'm like, fucking hope so. <laughs> well, that's a relief. <laughs> good you haven't (laughs) that's a shame (laughs) um the other things that I have learned from spirit is that the people that we lose um they when people say you know they're always there we just can't see them it's not always the truth um go on they're there when we're thinking and feeling about them and they're there when there is an energy of what that person would generally um, have as a human be worried about you for. So if something's happening in your life that's a really big deal, you might not be thinking and feeling about that person in spirit, but that energy that is happening to your soul, they can sense it from where they're at and they'll come down and they'll be around. Correct. So uh, that's one thing. Another thing is, which is just a common misconception, is like are they with grandma and granddad and mom and dad and brother and sister and aunties and uncles are they over there are they are they okay it's like it's, it's not like that it's They're not, not an alternate big party no it's not an alternate realm or universe where it's just another version of this over Life there extension no because like we've spoken about before in the podcast each person has a bazillion different spirits inside their soul and we couldn't all possibly be in the same place in a, in a different place at the same time yep. um, and still be our full soul. Yep. So it's just it's just not how it is. And when I bring spirits through and I bring families through, they they connect to each other and they're aware of each other, but they have this awareness of almost like it's a family reunion. They're together for that yeah. point in time. Uh-huh for that purpose yeah. of the person visiting you. Yeah. But they're not over there all connecting at uh-uh. any one time. No. Nope. Because that's not what they want to do. That's not that's how, just it, not works. how it works. 
and and they're okay with that. It's not like they're suffering because they don't get to do that. It's just it changes and everyone's okay with that on the other side. There is no suffering yeah. on the other side. When I connect with spirit, I bring them down to their highest self of their human experience. Yeah, okay. And so they become relatable. They become someone you can identify yes. and validate. Yes. However, they're only doing that when I'm doing this. For you and for the person that's yeah. with you. So they can be here and they can suffer while they're here. They oh, can right. go through the motions and often they yep. do. They, they heal. Worry and yeah. about, they express. Yep. Okay, they express sure. emotions. They don't they make me feel it. Yeah. Uh, because I'm the human. So they yep. transfer it to me, but they're not resting in peace with this suffering or not resting in peace because they're suffering. Yeah. They're only um, ever suffering when they're held here in the suffering but when the suffering yeah so when they're let go and i'm not connecting to them anymore they're back at their soul and there is no suffering there there is a nothingness it's a oneness it's like what we would what we would call bliss it's true bliss it's like it's a nothingness and it just feels you nothing. want for nothing there's nothing you're like yeah content. there's yeah because well it's more than that yeah uh, because none of those words that you just use exist over there because yes. there's no ego and ego controls whether we're content or not. Or not, yeah, true. So over there it's only really um, unless I'm speaking to them in their human um, higher self form, there is no emotion. It's yeah. just. It is what it is. It's just oneness. It's it's light. Like it's just light. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more a vibration than a, an emotion or a thought. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what else have I learnt from spirit? I've learnt that uh, not all uh, people um, who have the abilities that I have have the same morals and integrity that I do. Oh, here we go. Um, and how does that make you feel? Well, it's just there. It's just. Their Everyone's evolution. different. Yeah. yeah. It's their evolution. Yeah. There's always got to be light and dark and it's exactly the same in, in what I do. Yeah. As in everything else. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Did you not always know that? It was just the same as everything else being, everyone being different? Well, Tracy had. Did you expect something different? Uh, no, Tracy had, like I, Tracy had um, assumed that that would be the case. Yeah but it's something that spirit has validated and confirmed and shown me and tells me, um, won't let me in certain spaces where there's people like that. And so they're things that I've learnt um, because it would have just been me teaching myself from a human perspective, uh, but spirit has taught me that that is the case uh, and validated and confirmed it. And then basically kind of given me heads ups along the way yeah. Um, of where to avoid and where not to, which is why I don't do psychic fairs anymore. Yeah. But you did for a long time. I did. Yeah. And I'm really, really, really thankful for it because mm. that, exper- the, the, that experience taught me so much about myself, so much about the craft, so much about the industry, so much about people. Yeah. It, just, it was the best learning curve of my life when it comes to my professional life. Yeah. Um, it was a part of your developing and growing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm a 
rip the Band-Aid off kind of gal or <laughs> just go straight in, jump off and work out how to build wings and fly on the way down. You're a solutions person. I am. Always. <laughs> yeah, always. Correct. And so for me it's like, and I, I remember doing this when I was straight out of um, colour and design school, I wrote a letter like that's showing how old I am <laughs> I wrote a letter and posted it oh, to gosh. the visual merchandising manager of David Jones Bondi Junction store and I basically said I want to work there and back then David Jones visual merchandising was like the epitome of where you go as a VM oh really okay but also where you go to learn yeah like it was the best place to learn the trade and the skills and just on the fly you get to learn a multitude of different things it's not selective you can you can learn lots of different um areas so that you can then branch off into your specific area but because yeah. it's a a store that has so many different things you get to find what your niche is and you yeah. find who you are and so I just wrote a letter <laughs> and of course it happened like I got a letter back <laughs> Do you intern at like 50 cents an hour or something like that? Or no. Or like a good... I got the summer VM role, like extra fill-in for summer shifts and Christmas because yeah. you need extra hands. It's busy. And then at the end of that, one of the full-time VMers left and they offered me the role. Wow. And that was it. That was that was it for the next sort of 10 years. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but it's just, that's just how I roll. It's like just go straight to where I want to be and then work my way down to where I fall rather than start at the bottom and work my way up. It's just how I am. And the psychic fairs was the same. It's like do my medium circles, sit in medium circles, be mentored, be guided, learn learn under someone who I trust to hold space for me. I trust my life. Like she just um, – she was the best. She's it, yeah. She, yeah, amazing. And she will always be that for me. Oh, that's beautiful. But there's only so much you can learn when you're under someone's wing and you really have to be kicked out of that Well, nest. there comes the time, yeah. yeah. And she right. did that. She yeah. offered to do that. Yeah. Uh, and She did her job. <laughs> she did. She did exactly what she's supposed to do. What she said she would. Well, she never said she would. She, yeah. just, she just knew what to do because it's the kind of person yeah. she is. She's Aww. just fucking amazing. Yeah. But she kicked me out of that nest and I'm like, <laughs> I just started building the freaking wings straight away and to do that was just sign up for the next psychic fair and then before I knew it, there I was with 60 other readers, you know, booking 20-minute sessions and I was always the last one to leave and I never got a lunch break or a toilet break and that was just the way that it was for nearly three years. Wow. And it was the best. But uh, what I know is that there are a lot of people in this industry that do it for fame, do it for money, do it because they get off on the vulnerability factor. Oh, no. Uh, Really? But more importantly, the ones that do it for uh, the celebrity that it brings, uh, I just kept being around those ones. Like you get sat in the same seat and I would always be in the same seat, but I would never have the same people next to me. They would always be different people, but they were always the types of readers or psychic mediums or psychics that um, would be the ones that um, that it was more about them than it was about the people. And that's not wrong. Like it, they're each to their own. Like I'm not trying to be like mm, right uh-huh. now because yeah. that's not me. Like I'm not trying to judge it. It's yeah. just an observation. You're just saying it how it is. Yeah, and yep. it's something that spirit just pretty much said. You don't belong here. You can't sit in between this energy. 
Right. Like it's not about the people. Let them yeah. be them. Like that's yeah. cool. I don't just care. Take you out of it. Yeah. They just told you it's not. Yeah, my energy can't anymore. be here anymore. Yeah. It yeah, just sure. became really uncomfortable and I became very hyper aware, aware of it. Of it. Mm-hmm. it kind of gets loud and I get quiet. And when I'm doing that, that's not cool. So that's that. Yeah. Um, I've learnt that uh, that we reincarnate. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, which... And you learnt that through validations from the other side. Yeah. Uh-huh. When I, when I uh, was confident enough to ask and converse and relate with spirit, yeah. uh, I was able to receive that knowledge and that wisdom of um, understanding how it all works. And that's just, that's a work in progress because every so often I get new awarenesses and it's just like, whoa, what? Is that different what? to a download and your no, awareness? Downloads. Yeah, yep. downloads. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, you know, like I've had, I've channeled galactic oh. energy oh. and spoken in yep. tongues. Like, we're what the? Get into that. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> I don't do that galactic shit. That's what I call it to my mentees. It's like, no, nah, I don't do the galactic shit because. Maybe I, one episode, I'll drill you about it a bit more. Okay. Um, like, there are legitimate, and I have a very. Um, a very dear friend who uh, is sort of at the forefront of, of that. That's her thing. Yep. Uh, and she's amazing at it and she's getting some amazing results for people who resonate to that, but it's just not something that I understand. So I can do it just like I'm channeling anybody else. It's just the spirit, wherever that energy is coming from in whatever galactic dimension it's coming from, it works the same way for me, Yeah. but I can't interpret it the way I interpret human spirit. I don't understand the language and nor do I want to try to. Yeah, it's not your thing. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it, right? Correct. Each to their own. Yeah, we're all here for a purpose. Sure. And this is like going back to the people that that were on either side of me at the psychic fair for, for, you know, whatever. They're not meant to do it the way that I do it and I'm not meant to do it the way that they do it. Yeah. So, of course, our energies is going to be some sort sure. of static. Of course. But we meet, there's there's someone for everyone and they obviously meet people where they're at. Yep. And they're yes. helping people and if they're getting an ego boost from it at the same time, then cool. Gotcha. I don't, I don't, like, it doesn't, yeah. it's a nothingness to yeah. me. Yeah, it's just not you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... Like we've spoken about this before, like I would have loved to have been the Wizard of Oz like behind a curtain and no one ever know that some of the stuff that I can do, that I can do because I don't want it to be about me. Yeah, like see her. You could see her that. Absolutely. Like (laughs) bang on. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like just I would so gladly not be the face of what I do, but I understand that humans need human connection. And spirits, it's your lot yeah, anyway. Spirits talk yep. to me about that and it's something for my evolution. And it You've wasn't, come around. I have because <laughs> I just don't care anymore. <laughs> it's like whatever. Yeah. Um, but when spirit, like for me, I spirit just knows how to handle me and humans don't. Humans just do not know how to, <laughs> how to work me but spirit does. And humans kept telling me, you told me, everyone tells me like, you know what, it's okay to worry about it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But when spirit turned around and said, it's not about you, I'm like, duh, of course, I've been making it about me again. This isn't about me. And they say that all the time. But when Tracy 
forgets and gets shy and gets introverted and gets small and it's just like, oh, I don't want the attention. We can all relate to times of that for sure. Yeah. I know bloody I can. Yeah. It's it's just a – it's just evolution and it's yep. just another way for me to expand and another way for me to get vulnerable and to let go. And yep. some listeners, you know, contacted me this week because one of my posts this week on social was about vulnerability. Yes. Uh, and um, thank you to everyone also who reached out. And, mm-hmm. and I love it how people get worried um, about me, but a lot of the time what I post is not about me. It's about you. And it's it's usually, it's a topic. It's something that spirit wants to share because I can sense that people need to hear it. It's what's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, but it turns out that a day after that, I was facing one of my most vulnerable moments of my life. Turns out you're psychic. Turns fucking out. (laughs) I blindsided myself. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tracy Stacy got fancy. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Um I love that. And I love it's such a timely reminder for anybody going, it's not about you. Yeah, and that's one of the things I've learned from spirit. I love that. Yeah. That actually helped me uh get over everything. It yes. helped me get over being on camera. It helped me get over doing this podcast. It helped me get over everything. Because you're not listening to this and you're not looking at my posts to see me. You do like it's it's really not. Like I'm not saying that people don't care about who I am. That's cool. I can it's I can different. take that. Yeah. But you're it's not like I'm not talking about my personal life. It's not my, it's not who I am. It's not what I'm here to do. It's what others can relate to and get out of for their own story. It's about story. you. Yeah. Everything I do is about you. And that's with the book, you know, that's yep. been a tough thing because it has got my stories in it's there. It's personal. It is. And the publisher and I had a conversation about this. You know, I tried to make it about everybody else and I was like, can I just not get clients' stories and put them in this <laughs> book? And they're like, well, you could, but you're going to have to jump through X, Y and Z hoops. So we think that you would be better off doing your personal stories. And I, we all know that I've got like a freaking epic stories <laughs> the and girl's I, got stories yeah i do any of our it's like a mini series it's yeah. coming away over here like this is where they come to for script ideas <laughs> but um that was another thing where it was just like okay i have to get over this hurdle of i'm giving everyone this information that is about them and now i have to let people inside a little bit and i do let people inside in one-on-one conversations but they don't know everything and not everyone knows everything not everyone has to no but it is letting people inside Tracy. Yes. And everyone knows Tracy Stacy. And this is this has got a lot of Tracy in it as much as it's got Tracy Stacy in it. And that was a difficult a difficult ride to go on over the last sort of while everyone was in covid, this was what I was doing. Um but I'm I feel confident and I feel proud of myself and I feel stronger than ever and I feel excited and I'm ready now to start making it about everybody else again. It's Yay. just like, come on, it's not, it's not about me anymore, it's about everybody else. Hand over time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And even like with the publisher, they're like, put your picture on the front cover. Like, I don't want to put my picture on the front cover. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, we'll do a little thumbnail picture of the author on the back cover. Thank you very much. That will suffice. <laughs> but honestly, just some people it is them and some people it's not. And I'm the it's not. Yeah. And that's yes. okay. Yeah. And Spirit has reiterated that over and over and over again and I'm more than happy to take it that way. Like I, I could not feel more um, happy <laughs> with yeah. that arrangement. 
Um, one of the other things I've learned about from spirit is that usually our t- our children are our greatest teachers. Yes. In in blueprints and in oh in blue ah oh, see I was just taking that at face value because I'm like I learn so much from my kids. Yeah. Which every day. Does. Yeah, but go on, go deep. Um, and that is something that uh, trans like it's sort of um, it it travels over into spiritual realms as well. So lost babies, miscarriages, abortions, all the way through to children that die before we do, all the way to having our parents in spirit and the parent spirit can still learn from the child human. It's just wow. this, yeah, it is incredible. Uh, which brings me to another one as well where we have our soul contracts and soul contracts are when we have our human experience, we come down and we hopefully live long enough and live enough on our highest good path to be able to get those contracts signed, sealed and delivered and released. Mm-hmm. But when, when one person out of that contract dies, there's still opportunity to heal that contract and resolve that contract while one's in human and one's in spirit. But when both are in spirit, it can't happen no until go. yeah until we come back down and have another human experience again. Next round, ding ding. Yeah, which is where soul contracts go from ancestors to ancestors and past oh, lives. And yeah, well, it's not just ancestral; it's no. karmic, so it's past oh, life as well. There's ancestral karma and there's ancestral, and then there's an ancestral trauma, and then there's past life karma and trauma. So it's it's all intertwined. Yeah. So if you don't have kids. Yes, true. Gotcha. It's, it's not all, always ancestral. No, not no, always, no. but it's all included. Like mm. you've got all of it, which is why when people are sent down like I am to heal ancestral traumas and ancestral yep. karmic wounds and all of that mumbo jumbo, <laughs> um, it's my big job to do that. But I, I have to be really fucking brave and that's what I'm doing and that's why my mantra is graceful courage. That's why it's tattooed on my arm. It's beautiful. Because... It takes a lot of fucking courage to break these cycles, to break these patterns that keep these contracts going and it just means my kids are going to suffer and their kids are going to suffer and my nieces and nephew and cousins Whoever. and everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a big family tree of it. It's like a spider web. Yeah, and we and, all have that. And when I know better, I do better and it's a promise that I made myself when I became sober from the codeine. Yeah. Which was two and a half, nearly two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And so for two and a half years, it's no better, do better. And I knew a lot better. And so I brought myself up to date and just went, I'm all in. Like I literally have nothing to lose because the people who are there sort of choosing me, Mm. they know all of it. And it's freedom. Like Mm. I get to live the most graceful life and blessed life because I face the truth. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of of now that I've come to ground zero years ago, I've just chosen to stay on this path of the highest good. And I'm not afraid of what's meant for me to show up in that highest good because I've just got to face it head on. It's always for your highest good. Always. Yep. It's just whether you fight, flight or freeze out of it and self-sabotage. It's and like so no more self-sabotage. That first one is whenever you step away from that. That's it. It's a ripple effect. Off you go. Yeah. Down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. And that's karmic and ancestral as well because you've got the influences of your family. 
or the yeah. people who are around you, your influences. So this is where, difficult. yeah, this yeah. is where if I'm going to teach people this stuff and heal, help people heal themselves and give them the tools to do it themselves for the rest of their life, I better fucking be walking the talk. Yes. I have to walk the talk. This is true. Because yeah. I know too many people through spirit because they show me them, um, too many people who aren't walking the talk and I will not be one of them. No. And if that means that I have to do hard shit, then I've got to do hard shit. I try and weasel my way out of it, but I... Not often. (laughs) No, it's got to be very, 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 very tough. Um, And I will squirm, but I will... I think that's fair, though. I think it's fair because I'm human. I'm human. Yeah. And it's an evolution. It's just much easier than what it used to be. Because it used to be a bottle of wine every day and pop 10 codeine pills and go to sleep at night and wake up and do it all again and just pretend it didn't exist. Whoa. Rush it under under the rug. Yeah. And just avoid it and just put on a happy face and be Tracy. It's like a role and I'm not playing a role anymore. I'm just doing me. Yeah. And if I'm going to ask other people to do that and to be brave, um, I got a message this morning from a client who I read for earlier this week. And she had some truth that she needed to speak and she spoke it to me. Um, but I get, I've get i got this, the ability to get people's egos to step outside and wait and then they can speak because they feel safe to do so. It's like a confessional, yes. which I joke about. Um, <laughs> and what the things that I gave her, the tools that I gave her and the strength and the courage that she found in those allowed her to have that hard conversation yesterday. Wow. And um, she thanked me this morning privately just saying, you know, I did it and it it, it just, I, it's liberating um, and I've now lost my voice. Wow. She's like, what is this? <laughs> my friend says it's my throat chakra and I'm like, yeah, 100% because wow. you spoke your truth and it's recalibrating. But if you don't speak your truth yep. and it doesn't recalibrate, you're going to get sick. Mm-hmm. You're going to get something to do with your throat, mm. throat cancer, esophageal cancer, freaking throat tumours, whatever. This is This is the shit that people deal with. It will physically manifest inside of you into something physical in a disease form. If you don't let that energy out. Yeah, when you keep when you keep it. And when I got really sick eight years ago, after being sick and sick and sick for a few years and then getting to the point where I couldn't talk, couldn't walk and had no memory, it's like I never, ever want to jeopardise that again. I never want to not know what's inside of me that has to go as soon as it comes in. Yeah. I want to be deliberate and I want to be conscious. And that's something that I've learnt from spirit, all of it, all of it. It's it's all spirit. Yeah, it's all your learnings and mm. you've paid attention to it. Yeah. And you've truly learned. Yeah. And yeah. truly learning. We're always learning. Yeah. Always. And always when I stop, developing. then I'll drop dead. Yeah. I like to say that. <laughs> when you stop learning, you die. Yeah. Well, it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Well, on that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> when you die. When you die, come and see Tracy. <laughs> On the other side. All of them tonight. I am. And I have a little question. It's not so much as a ghost story but a question. It's a fairly long episode, guys, so thanks for hanging around. And thanks, Jess, for your question. Here goes. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I should probably be nice and ask you ready. Okay. Um, hi again. Oh, thanks, Jess, for enjoying listening to us on Wednesdays. And it's thanks, awesome Jess. that you're learning so much from our podcast. That's, That's why we're here. About. 
And it's fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. 15 years ago, I had a miscarriage. It was my first pregnancy and being only eight weeks along, I had no idea what the gender of my baby was. I really struggled at the time and held a lot of guilt that somehow I could have prevented it from happening. I have gone on to have three healthy kids since, but have always held that special place in my heart for the baby I lost. I meditate each day and during my meditations, I see slash feel a three or four year old little girl who I feel a deep connection with. I suppose my question is, can a baby that was miscarried present as an older child in spirit? Thanks, Jess. Thanks for your honesty and your vulnerability. And um, I feel um, I deeply resonate with that question uh, because I had my own miscarriage at eight weeks, which was Luca's twin, Um, and then had a previous miscarriage before that too. So um, that... um, They're not often spoken about. No, they're not. More and more so it is um, coming to light. Yeah, more people are finding their voice with it, which is is beautiful because... It's a hard topic, so let's not avoid it anymore. Let's talk about it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of things that I want to say to Jess um, and answer her question, but I just want to explain uh, how, which I don't know if I have talked about it in the podcast because I do talk about it to a lot of people because a lot of people have miscarriages and they do come and ask this question. Sure. But um, we assign ourselves children uh, for each life experience that we have. And so usually I will, someone will say, how many kids am I going to have? And I'll say three, you've assigned yourself three. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I thought the children chose us. No, we choose the children. Oh, well, they kind of do, but we yeah. choose how many oh, have dibs okay. <laughs> choosing that. <laughs> well, okay, so we have some say. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, ultimately though, when it comes the divine time for your teacher to arrive... The teacher gets to choose. When? Well, when, but also if. If they want to. Correct. And so that will come down to whether or not your energy now vibrates at still needing to learn the lessons that you were contracted to learn. Wow. Or not. And whether or not the best way to learn it is through not being here. And the best way to teach it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So when it comes to miscarriages and abortions... Even though we are conditioned to believe that it's our choice for an abortion, well, where where we have the choice because I know that sometimes people don't have the choice to have an abortion. Which, again, is a whole other topic and crazy. Yeah. Uh, And I don't want to sort of um, generalise here and I don't want to sound like I'm generalising. Thank you for acknowledging that. But um, regardless of the choice or no choice or the miscarriage and whether or not it appears that someone has done something that could have prevented it, like maybe drug addicts or, you know, being reckless and caused it, whatever. Okay. All factors considered, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm. it is always the child's spirit that has chosen not to come through. It's just that humans have to reconcile that with human stuff. Yeah, okay. So I knew that before my miscarriages, so I never really carried that guilt of of could I have prevented this? Is it my fault? I never really had that that other women have. Yeah. Um or other people have. Um but 
that is what I know to be true. It's and still a shit time, even if you have that knowledge, though. It's still a it's shit time. It's still grief. Yeah, exactly. It's still loss and there's still a ton to learn from it. Yeah. But most people are looking at the wrong lessons and that's why they're not healing. That's why it stays hurt. That's why it's a bruise. That's why it's an open wound because they're looking in the wrong direction because society and conditioning and humans and culture tell us that that's how we have to look at it and it's simply not. Um, And I know that's probably a radical way of um, thinking about it. It's another perspective. Yeah, but it's a radical perspective Um, and I'm aware of that because it's this is a conversation that I've had probably for the last 10 years with people so it's not new to me to have this conversation and I know how um how um jolting could be confronting way to look at things that's the word yeah um but that is how it is uh and it is never any different for me when from the spiritual realm that's just they've never changed my perspective or given me something else to see it any other way it's, it's just our baby's choice yes it's our teacher's choice correct so for anyone else who's listening and jess um if you are grieving or if you are stuck in that grief or um, loss or pain or whatever it is, um, then I invite you to look at it from a different perspective just to see how that feels. Uh, and again, this is just opening people's eyes to potentially a way to heal it. Um, what I know, another thing that I've learned from spirit too, is that people identify with pain and identify with trauma. So when we die, Um, it's who we were. And so when you die and you come and you speak to me, you're going to have to have gone through the transition of releasing part of your identity. And that saddens me when I experience that from the other side, because again, it just shows how their destiny was never met. They never achieved their potential. They didn't grow. They didn't experience the freedom, the love, the liberation, the peace. Because they're not free from that identification with their death. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So um, it carries on like in 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 just like ripples, and and I and I experience that from both sides. And um, everyone's on this continuum, though. Yeah. 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 We're not always going to get there in that lifetime. Nope. And not everyone is ready to hear this message and and accept it and digest it and have it move them and heal it. And that is totally okay. Of course. Uh, But I've got to be honest and I've got to share what my answer to that is. Um, In terms of when we abort or lose a child in miscarriage, do they grow in spirit? This is one of those questions that I believe uh, there is no real answer for because in my experience, no, they do not grow. However, oh, and because whenever a spirit comes through who is like, say, for example, Jess's grandmother or great-grandmother's in spirit or grandfather, whoever it is, but the biological parent is still here, mm-hmm. biologic parents is still here, Um, then the spirit that I'm communicating with will show me and tell me that they have the baby. 
And they, they don't, the baby doesn't speak. They don't say anything. They just say, I'm looking after it until you get here. It's basically, that's the sentiment behind it. Right. They hold it. They've got it. They've got it in terms of the, the spirit of the name of the baby that you named it or how you hold that spirit's energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that has never changed for me. However, I think that there is, I believe that there is definitely other um, ways that it happens because, and I know this for a fact, because of Luca. Yeah. So Luca, my 12-year-old, is like me, so he's a medium, um, and he, when he was three, told us that he was seeing his twin sister or his sister and we worked it out that it was his twin, which we didn't know. Same as Jess, we didn't know the sex of the baby when we lost the twin, but we knew they weren't identical because they came from different sacks. Yeah. Um, so there is all likelihood that it could have been a girl, uh, but he referred to her as his sister and that he that she was three. Um, and we took photos and she was there. She's there in the photos and she just looks like a three-year-old. Really? Yeah. You can see her in photos? Yeah. Wow. There's one of a mirror that, you know, our big mirror that we've got in our foyer, in our yep. entry? Yep. That used to be in our other house facing the other door. Like it used to be instead of por- landscape, it was portrait and it was just leaning oh. up against a wall. Oh, okay. And we've taken a photo where I knew she was there and I took a photo of the space and her reflection is in the mirror. Whoa. I have to find it because it's on our desktop computer that we cannot get, we can't log into it. We can't figure out how to get into it. So you got to take it to a computer place. Yeah. yeah. So I've got to get access to those photos. But, yeah, we found photos. And so if she was who she says she was and – Luca is that's who she is then she was growing right so I don't know whether that's because it's a twin spirit that's the only thing that I can think of um but I know that other mediums have definitely spoken of babies growing and miscarriages and abortions growing so I cannot uh definitively say that um this three four-year-old girl is not who she potentially feels that it might be yeah um, on another note, when it comes to Jess, um, I don't feel that it is. All right. I feel that this three or four year old has somehow attached herself to Jess, um, because of her maternal and because she's missing something, the little girl is missing something. And so together their energy kind of oh, right. comes as one, which yeah. I see happen a lot. Mm-hmm. It's how children, spirits that are roaming whose biological parents aren't in spirit and they haven't been crossed over to their grandparents or whoever's in spirit that they recognise, they get lost and so they will attach. Wow. So any suggestions? Is there anything that Jess might like to do? If it's bothering her, if it's bothering her, then you can just sit down and have a conversation and just say... Be there, be that mama. Yeah, and just say, you know... um, have a look around. Can you see anyone that you recognise? Because uh, she might have been gone for a long time and since then someone has passed away but it was just no one was there to cross her over that she recognised. Right. Uh, it could be lo- There could be so many different things going on there yeah. but it really comes down to it sounds like Jess feels comforted by it rather than um, Doesn't sound uncomfortable. Problematic. Yeah. yeah. But if you are uncomfortable with it then you can really just ask her to look around and see if there's anyone that she recognises um, and if she does just coax her and, and support her as she walks towards them. You don't have to see it. Um, you could find someone who would do that for you because there are a lot of death walkers and there's a lot of people who do cross spirits over for you if you want to experience that 
in person. Right. Um, lots of people do it. Um, but if it's not bothering you, then just enjoy Ready? it. Yeah. You know, it's a blessing. Uh, be the mum for her. Yeah. Just include her. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. That was um, that was cool. That was a good chat. Yeah. And thanks. Yeah. Jess has written in a couple of times, so we enjoy hearing from you. Stay in touch, just like Nicole from last week. Yeah. We have some good eggs. We do. I didn't know Nicole wrote in this week too. I didn't know she was so young. No. She's a bag of surprises, that She is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll get to go to the States one day. Yeah. And meet her. (laughs) But wherever you are listening to this, we hope you are all well. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, thanks for listening. Take care. Be in your ears again next Wednesday in your ear holes. (laughs) In your ear holes. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Bye.